0: Hello there, I'm Minister Paula Cornett. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast, Revelations from the Heart. I'm so excited for what the Lord has in store for you today, and I hope that you will be encouraged by today's message. I'd love to stay connected with you online. You can visit my website at www.paulocornett.weebly.com. Also, visit me on Facebook, Instagram, and my YouTube channel. Well, grab your Bible. Let's get into today's episode. Well, hello there, podcast listeners and friends. Thank you so much for joining me today for Revelations from the Heart podcast. This is episode number 33. I'm Minister Paula Cornette, and I am just so excited for what the Lord has for you today. So, I hope you got your Bible. Because we're going to pick up where we left off. It's been a while since I've been on here. But I took some time just shortly after, um, shortly before um, Thanksgiving. uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas, holiday, New Year's, uh, all of that. I just took some time to uh, get refreshed and to reset and to gather my information. And so I've been busy working on content and I'm just so excited about continuing the teaching on the armor of god if you haven't already listened to the past two episodes you might want to go back and listen to those because each episode is just going to build upon the other and so i kind of laid i laid the foundation in the first episode of the gave overview of the book of ephesians and then went into just kind of opening up uh ephesians 6 and 10 which is where we're going to pick up today so what we're going to talk about Today is we're going to be exposing who the devil is and what he does. Now the word devil, uh, a lot of times when we hear that word or Satan or Lucifer, we get just, some people get just really creeped out and afraid and fearful. Now you got to remember this, that our enemy, it is his, it is the devil. Satan is our enemy and you got to know your enemy any military or any um army knows their enemy and they got to have a strategy. They know their enemy, they know they know their tactics. They know um they know how they operate so that they can be more effective in defeating them. Now, the devil he doesn't have all power. Okay? God has all power. But the devil has some power. He does have some power. And today we're going to look at the 17 names or the 17, yes, the 17 names that describe the work of the devil. But before we begin, let's pray. Father God, we thank you today. We thank you for your word, that your word, it's alive, it's powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword, and that your word is truth, period. Your word is truth, it's full truth. I thank you that your word gives us instruction for living, that your word gives us warning of the end time, that your word gives us, Father God, life. And that your word is powerful so we thank you today that as we look into your word and then as we pull apart piece by piece line by line I thank you for revelation flowing flowing through the air, airwaves in the name of Jesus I thank you Father God that understanding and clarity will come in Jesus name so that we can be more effective for you in spiritual battle I thank you that Father God Jesus has won the victory And I thank you that we as your people, as we continue to stand in the victory and the freedom that you have given us through Jesus Christ, Lord, I thank you that you continue to minister life to each and every hearer in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, amen. Well, I'm excited, as I said, to do this particular teaching and the information that I have gained has just been such a blessing. And today, we're going to be looking at Ephesians 6 and 10. We're talking about the whole armor of God. Now, you may say, well, I know about the armor. I know the different pieces of armor. And and I know this and I know that. Well, just sit back and listen because I'm sure you haven't heard it taught like this before. Um, I do most of my teaching as a basis for this, this particular teaching the book that I reference is Dress to Kill by Pastor Rick Renner. Many of you know that Pastor uh, Rick Renner, I'm an avid listener and follower of his. He has sound teaching of the word of God. He's a Greek scholar and a lot of the defin- most of the definitions come from are based upon his teaching. So if you want to get uh, more uh, than what I'm just teaching here, because I'm just going to scratch the surface uh, in these moments that I have with you, but you can get that book dress to kill you can go to renter.org and order that book and it will be a blessing to your life well let's pick up here and i'm going to be i have my actual physical bible in front of me i'm going to be flipping through the pages so you may hear the sound of pages flipping and that is me um looking through the actual bible it's not sound effects it's actual actual bible okay and i just want to give a shout out to all the listeners I thank you for your support. God bless you. And also those that are listening, not only here in the United States, but all over the world, it's just powerful thing to know, wonderful thing to know that, uh, my voice is being heard, is being heard, uh, in many other nations than the one in which I just live in. And so a podcast is a very powerful tool that we can use to share the gospel. So I want to maximize all the tools that are at my disposal while I can And so that the gospel of Jesus Christ can be heard. Ephesians 6 and 10, it says, finally, my brethren, now the apostle Paul's writer of the book of Ephesians, and he has laid out several things in this particular book. Powerful, powerful book. I encourage you to read it in its entirety in your leisure time. But finally, my brethren, he's saying out of everything that I've said, don't fall asleep now. But hear me what I'm getting ready to say. You need to really pay close attention to what I'm getting ready to lay out for you. Okay. Finally, my brethren, it is just my brethren just shows his, his endearment, the audience's endearment to him. Finally, my brethren, he gives a twofold command. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Your strength comes from the Lord. You can't be strong in and of yourself. Because our strength is, 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 is feigning, it's failing, it's, it's unpredictable. But we got to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Because what we're getting ready to put on is a spiritual, is a spiritual weaponry. And in order to carry this weaponry, you got to be strong in the Lord. Now he goes on to say in verse 11, put on the whole armor of God. You got to put on the whole armor, not just one piece, not just a few pieces, but in order to be effective in spiritual battle, you got to have on all seven pieces of the armor. The seven pieces are the loin belt, the breastplate, the shoes, the shield, the helmet, the sword, and the lance. You got to have all these weapons on. These weapons are heavy weapons. And you must receive divine power to carry these weapons. You cannot do it in your own strength. So why do we need to put on the whole armor of God? So that we'll be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now we're going to look at today who the devil is and what he does. There are 17 names in scripture that describe the work of the devil now remember this Let say this again that our enemy is the devil is satan he has some power but not all power jesus christ just annihilated him with the with the resurrection the work of the cross and the resurrection he uh, he annihilated him i mean he just straight up showed him who was boss okay and so But he does have some power, all right? So these 17 names, I'm going to read them first, and then we're going to look at each and every one of them. So you might want to grab your pen and a piece of paper, and I'm going to give you the scripture reference to each one so that you can look it up in your own uh, leisure time. Some of these, for those of you that are um, students of the Word of God and those of you that have been saved for a while, some of these you've probably heard, and some of these you probably could could name them just if I asked you. Probably could name some of them. So the first one is Abaddon, Apollyon. He's an accuser. He's an adversary. He's an angel of light. He's Beelzebub. He's Belial. He's the devil. He's a dragon. He's the evil one. He's a murderer. He's the prince of demons. The prince of the power of the air. He's a roaring lion. He's Satan. And he's a serpent and prince of the world. All right, so we're going to look at each of these and I want you to get a clear understanding of who he is and how he operates. All right, well, we're not going to look at how he operates today. We're going to look at that at another in another lesson, but I'm getting ahead of myself. All right, so let's look at this. The first one is actually these two words, Abaddon and Apollyon, they are interchangeable words. All right, so Abaddon is just the Hebrew form of it. And Apollyon is the Greek form of the same word. And the reference for that is Revelation 9 and 11. And we're going to look at that really, really quick. I'm going to read that for you. And it says, And they had a king over them, the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in Hebrew is Abaddon. But in Greek, he has the name Apollyon. Okay, so like I said, these two words It's this means the same which these words mean is the word for destroyer So the root of Satan's nature is he is a destroyer He's a destroyer. He wants to destroy Everything and you and I are his target because we serve God So if you serve God you're, you're gonna be on you're gonna be his target. Okay number two. He's an accuser He's an accuser now revelation 12 and 10 Give scripture reference to that. It says that I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, "Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of His Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren, who accused them before God day and night, has been cast down." Okay, so it's referring to Satan. He is an accuser. This word, uh, for accuser, it's compounded of two words that mean just to publicly accuse in the marketplace so the devil he loves to publicly accuse and to slander all right and we get a great example of this in the media this is what the media does they accuse and they slander people day and night we see it all day all night long they just accuse and they slander people try to make people look bad so um that is how satan works he's an accuser number three he's the adversary He's the adversary, okay? Now, this word is is like a law term, okay? It's used for a lawyer who argues in a court of law or it pictures a prosecuting attorney who argues against the accused. So, an accuser is like one who attempts to bring a guilty charge to a person on the basis of information from past actions or past deeds, okay? 1 Peter 5 and 8 talks about satan as an adversary let me turn there really quick to give you this particular uh first peter what is it first peter five and eight five and eight it says be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil okay he walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he made it about there's about three or four in there three three word three words in there to describe uh the work of of the devil and so he's an adversary, so he brings up your past actions he's accusing you day and night he's accusing you of your past actions or your past deeds now he's against righteousness, so uh he's against a righteous person, so if you are living righteous, then you are automatically a target he hates righteousness, but you're covered by the blood of Jesus you're repented of your sins. Okay, God says he throws as far as the east is from the west to remember no more. So it's under the blood. God doesn't even remember it. But Satan accuses you. He accuses you. He's an adversary. He he, he, he brings it up, brings up past things, past events. Okay, um, number four, he's an angel of light. So Satan, he can twist the mind and pretend to be something that he's not. That's why you got to have discernment. So you can distinguish the truth from a lie, the truth from fraud. The Holy Spirit will, di- will, will help you to discern what is the truth. Sometimes I'm watching things on television. I see, it and the Holy Spirit tells me that's not the truth. That's not the truth. And my question, I wonder where some people's discernment is, especially in this day and time. Where is the discernment? Where is the discernment? Okay, 2 Corinthians. 11 and 14, let's turn there really, really quick and see how it refers to Satan as an angel of light. 2 Corinthians. Now, you know, we're so used to using these um, devices that, you know, people sometimes don't slip through the Bible. I like to flip through and touch the pages and hear the pages going back and forth. It's a wonderful sound. Okay, 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. 14, it says, And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. So he can transform himself into an angel of light. Seem like God. Okay, but uh, no, seems like something godly or something of God, but, but but he transforms himself into an angel of light. Number five is um the word Beelzebub. Now, this word was at first, it was first called Beelzebub, okay? And the Jews, they changed it to Beelzebub. Now, Beelzebub means Lord of the Flies, and Satan is the leader. Just, he's the leader of demon spirits. He's the top one, okay? Now, the, when the Jews changed it to Beelzebub, then it was Lord of the Dunghill or Lord of Manure, okay? That's what Dunghill is, manure. So demons are attracted to carnality. They are attracted to carnality. So if you're dealing with a stinky situation, the devil, he's right in the midst of that because he thrives in stinky, messy situations. The devil does not like order. He does not like uh, things that are clean. He does not like things that are pure. He does not like righteousness. He thrives in carnality. He thrives in stinky, messy situations like a fly comes um, to manure is attracted to manure so is satan he is attracted to those things matthew 10 and 25 go there really quick and we're going to look at 10 and 25 and it says it is enough for a disciple that he be like his teacher and a servant like his master if they have called the master of the house bells above how much more will those of his household and then 12 and twenty four refers to Beelzebub given says now when the Pharisees heard it, they said, this fellow does not cast out demons except by Beelzebub, the ruler of demons, which is Satan. that's who it's referring to all right number six is Belial, and Belial just means it's just something that's worthless, it's profane, it's something that's filthy, it's something that's wicked. Eli's sons were referred two as sons of belial in first Timothy and first samuel i'm sorry in the old testament two and twelve and it read that reads that way in the king james virgin um let me go there real quick hold on first samuel two and twelve and it says i'm getting turned around myself Here we go. First Samuel 2 and 12. And it says that now the sons of Eli were corrupt. They did not know the Lord. The King James version says now the sons of Eli were corrupt. And it says the sons of um it reads just a little different. The sons of they called, they called them the sons of Belial or the sons of Satan. They were so corrupt. They were so evil. They were just, they just did some wicked stuff. They were just, they were fornicators. They were thieves. They were idolaters. And actually God's judgment removed them. And just one day God's judgment came upon them and they were gone. All right. So first Samuel two and 12, the sons of Belial, the sons of Satan. And then probably the most common word that we're familiar with is the devil. The word devil. Um, the word devil is the Greek word diabolos, and it means one who repeat repetitiously strikes, until successfully penetrating an object in order to ruin it, affect it, or to take it captive. To slander, accuse, or defame. To penetrate by continuous assault. To ensnare with a net. The devil gives his job descriptions not so much his name as it is his job description which what he does is that he comes constantly to just he just keeps on and keeps on and keeps on and keeps on and keeps on on until he wears a person out and then he just repetitiously strikes that person wants to um, strike so let's look at ephesians 6 our focus um ephesians 6 and 11 it says hold on let me go back Ephesians 6 and 11 it says put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil Okay, so we got to have on this whole armor so that we can stand against the wiles of the devil and remember that the word devil it gives his job description he comes to strike to attack until he just he till he will till he breaks through till he penetrates we got to stand strong against him because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world the next one is the word number eight dragon the word dragon is is refers to the devil and it just depicts a fire breathing dragon that wants to consume everything so he's just like a dragon he just wants to consume everything and just set everything ablaze okay Revelation twelve and nine it says so the great dragon was cast out that serpent of old called the devil and satan who deceives the whole world he is he, he was cast to the earth and his angels were cast with him okay so he's a dragon number 9 he's the evil one Matthew 6 and 13 and Jesus refers to him as the evil one let me see what let's see what it says It says that, and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So Jesus said he was the evil one and that's what he is. He is evil. You hear me? Evil. And he's evil on a level that some of us do not even understand or cannot even comprehend the, the, just the atrocities and the evilness that, 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 that Satan is, is behind and that he orchestrates. He is pure evil he is evil number 10 he's a murderer he's a murderer all right um John 8 44 so what Jesus pretty sure Jesus said this we're gonna see what he says he's a murderer he was that way from the beginning it says you are of your father the devil and the desires of your father you want to do he was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him when he speaks a lie he speaks from his own resources for he is a liar and the father of lies the truth is not in him at all every time he opens his mouth it's a lie it's a lie so that's why you gotta put the truth on him which is the word of god okay so he is a murderer jesus said from the very beginning he was we see this in genesis uh, four and eight with the story of Cain and Abel brought that murderous spirit on the earth. Herod, remember when Jesus was, uh, Herod ordered all the babies to be killed. In the early church, with the with with the martyrs, Satan was behind all of that murdering of babies. Present day with abortions, Satan is behind that as well. He is a murderer. Number eleven, he's the prince of demons. And the word prince is the Greek word, which it just means a prince, a chief one, or one who holds the first place, or one who holds the highest rank or set of power. So he's at the top. Satan is the prince of demons, Matthew 9 and 34, it says that, but the Pharisees, C said he cast out demons by the ruler of demons or the I'm reading in the New King James, but the King James says by the prince of Demons, so Satan is the head of the demons number 12. He's the prince of the power of the air Okay, so he's the top of all demonic powers and he exercises power in the world His effects are all around us Just turn on your TV and you'll see Satan's work displayed Every day, almost every second of every day, you see he is working his power in the world. Ephesians 2 and 2. It reference to the prince of the power. I'm telling you, you need to read Ephesians, the whole thing, because it is, you can read it in one sitting. Ephesians 2 and 2, it says, In which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. So Satan's power is operated in the world, the world systems. Okay, he's the prince of this world. He's not the prince of everything. Okay, the world world is the word cosmos, talking about the world system. Listen carefully. The devil operates through education, politics, entertainment. The courts okay so you gotta you gotta have your eyes open your ears attuned because the stuff that's going on satan is behind he's orchestrating all of this he is orchestrating all of this he is the prince of this world john 14 and 30 and when you know that it's satan then you know you come against him not against people we're going to look 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 at what it says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood in in the next uh couple of um next few weeks john 14 and 30 and it says i will no longer talk much with you for the ruler of this world is coming and he has nothing in me so satan is the Prince of this world. He's a Prince of this world. Number fourteen, he's a roaring lion. First Peter five and eight. The devil walk of the uh uh we, we hold, on, hold on let me because I'm getting all mixed up a little bit. Be I'll be saying it wrong. I don't want to say it wrong, misquoted. First Peter five and eight, we read this a little earlier, because I, I said it when I read it that it had several References to the devil in here. First, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion. All right, so he's like a roaring lion. But the thing is, in Colossians two and fifteen, when Jesus, you know, just made an open show of him, he lost his teeth. So he he still tries to roar. It's just, but he doesn't have he doesn't have any teeth. Okay, he's all bark and no bite. All right, but he roars in your mind and your emotions with lies he that's that's all he can come with is lies accusations bringing up your past bringing up things that god has forgiven you for trying to bring condemnation all right but when you know the truth you won't believe a lie or you won't fall for his tricks that's why you got to read the word of god that's why you got to know the word of god because when he comes to you with his lies you got to come back to him with the truth and that's what you got to stand on. You say, well, how long do I stand on that until the manifestation comes? And until he is silenced. Until he is silenced. All right. Number 15. Satan. He's the, that's really one of his words. Okay. It's a Greek and a Hebrew word that means one who hates, slanders, accuses. One who brings false accusations. Pretty much Satan is just a hater. He hates you. He hates me because we belong to God and we serve God and he hates God so much so he wants to do anything he can to make God look bad okay he's cunning oh no I'm getting ahead of myself hold on Revelation 12:9. sorry y'all I told you I was excited so excited to talk about the devil well no not necessarily but I'm excited because to give you knowledge about him because some people have no idea what the devil is. You know, they just know he's wicked and evil. But you, you got to know who, who he is and what he does. So that when you see his tactics, you know them. Revelations twelve, Revelation 12 and 9 says, So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth and his angels were cast out with him. So he he comes he comes to deceive, he comes to twist the truth. He comes like an angel of light. It sounds like you know the truth, but you 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 when you truly know the truth, and that's why that's why like I said, it's so important that you read the Word of God, so that you know the truth. I mean, I've been sitting sometimes listening to, um, sometimes people teaching and they they saying stuff. But it ain't it ain't that's not in the Bible. That's not that's not what that means. That's not what that. That 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 says because I read the word. And so because I read the word and I know the word, I know it's like uh uh-uh, it sounds good, but that is not that is not the truth. That is not the truth. Number 16, he's a serpent. So this is just any type of snake, yeah. Okay, it was the it was also used to denote cunningness or cleverness. So he has always been ready to strike and kill from the beginning. Until now. Until now. But you know what? You don't have to take it. You don't have to take it. You can pick up your sword. And fight. And that's what I want to encourage you to do. Maybe the enemy has has really ran a number on you. Maybe you're in the middle of an attack. Right now at this very moment. Well you got to pick up your sword. And you got to fight. You got to understand that. The devil, that was the last one. It says 16, but um, Abaddon and Apollyon, those were uh, two together. So that made up the 17. So hold on, hold on, hold on. Before I I conclude, let's go through these once again. Because somebody might need to hear this again. Okay, he's called Abaddon, Apollyon. He's an accuser. He's the adversary. He's the angel of light. Beelzebub. Belial. Devil dragon, evil one, murderer, prince of demons, prince of the power of the air, prince of the world, roaring lion, Satan, serpent, and that's all of them there, that's all of them in a nutshell, so the devil is real, all right, he's real, and he's evil, and he doesn't have all power, but he does have some power. And if you're a believer, it's not a matter of if he's coming, but when he's coming, because he's coming. He's coming to attack your family. He's coming to attack your children. He's coming to attack your health, your business, your marriage, your finances, your ministry. He wants to destroy the plan of God for your life. But the good news is, is that God has given us spiritual armor to keep the devil in his place, which you know where his place is, under our feet. So maybe the enemy has come to attack you. Maybe you're right in the midst of an attack right now. Don't retreat. Pick up your sword and fight because you've already got the victory. You've already got the assurance that we win. We win. We win. win. And God's plan for your life is the best plan. Satan will come with his plans and promises that are that, that, that are that are lies. That are lies. He will make sin look appealing to you. He'll try to keep you down. He'll try to keep you in situations that God is trying to get you out of. God's plan for your life is the best plan. It's the best plan. Sometimes, most of the time, when you follow, all the time rather, when you follow God, it's not easy. It's not easy because you got to work against this world system. You got to work against everything that's around you because even though we're in this world, we're not of this world. We're not of this world. So God's kingdom doesn't operate like this world. It does not operate like that. And so the Bible says that we are a peculiar people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, you are not made to fit in with the world. You're not made to fit in with the world. People that are worldly don't call me to hang out. They call me for prayer. That's it. That is it. I'm not hanging out, you know, with certain people because they just, they just, we don't have anything in common. Now I can minister to you, give you a track. And, and preach the gospel to you. But they're, they're not calling me up to go, go hang out. First of all, I don't, I don't do that. Second of all, I ain't got time for all of that. You know, and um, God wants us as his people. He wants us to be prepared to fight the enemy. He wants us to be prepared for every spiritual attack that comes our way. So that when all of the dust is settled, that we are found Standing, standing in victory, standing in the promises of God, standing in the power and the authority that Jesus died to give us. So I encourage you today that you pick up your sword and you fight because we are in a battle, we are in a war, we are in a battle, we are in an intense spiritual battle and have been for quite some time now. And so you can sit there with your head in the sand if you want to, but hey, we are in the end of days. We're in the end of days. And you know the saying? is that only the strong survive. Only the strong survive. Only the strong survive. And you got to be strong in the Lord. I can't do it in my own strength. When look at what's going on. It's, it's, it's crazy, but I got to get I, strong in the Lord. So you want to feed your faith. You want to feed your faith so that your faith is supercharged. So that whatever comes our way, whatever happens, whatever tomorrow holds, we are ready to deal with it. We're really ready to face it. Let us conclude in prayer. You want to know who your enemy is, what he is, and what he does. Be sure to join me next week. We're going to look at episode uh, number 34, I believe it is. Don't bite the bait. We're going to look at the wiles and the devices. Of the devil is it's, it's going to get intense. I haven't even gone into the particular pieces quite yet because I have to lay this. I have to lay this foundation. I have to lay this groundwork for you so that you get a clear understanding of you know what it is that God sees. You got to understand and know that the weapons of God that this is spiritual. This is spiritual. This has nothing to do with this natural, this natural realm. But it is a, it's a spiritual battle that we are in. All righty, Lord God, we thank you. At the conclusion of this teaching today, we thank you, Father. I thank you for those that have gained a a greater understanding of who Satan is and what he does. And I thank you, Father God, that out of all those 17 names of who he is and what he does, Lord Jesus, you are over all of that. You trump him, Father God. Your word says that you are seated high in heavenly places above all principalities, power, might, and dominion. And I thank you, Father God for that seat in that position of authority and that we're seated in heavenly places with Jesus Christ. I thank you Father God that you have given us the weapons to fight. And I thank you, father. I pray for those that may be discouraged, those that may be in the midst of a spiritual attack right now, Lord, I thank you that you give them the fortitude that they need, that you give them the strength and the stamina that they need to stand on your promises and to stand on your word. I thank you that we have the victory in the name of Jesus. I give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise, Father God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. You all stay encouraged and know that the victory is already ours. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to share this episode with someone in your life. Also, share on your social media outlets. And I would love for you to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to my new YouTube channel. You can find the links to all my pages by visiting my website at www.paulacornette.weebly.com. God bless you and hope that you will take time to listen again soon.